Welcome to the Doggy Dan Podcast Show, helping you unleash the greatness within your dog. Hi and welcome everybody, I'm Doggy Dan, the founder of the online dogtrainer.com video website, a dog and puppy training website that I've built for you guys. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, show number 17, which is all about how to stop your puppy or your dog from mouthing and biting. Now, inside the show, I'm going to help you explain why your puppy and dog is mouthing and biting, and then, of course, how to stop it. But before we kick off, quick reminder, the show notes for what I'm talking about here can be found at doggydan.com forward slash how to stop mouthing and biting, or just go to doggydan.com and do a search. So what's coming up? Well, first of all, I thought I'd do a general overview of puppies in the wild, how it occurs in nature, why it occurs, what's going on, whether it's natural or not for your puppy to be actually mouthing or biting you, and uh, sort of how much we should tolerate it. I'll also touch on basically how the pack leaders in the wild sort of are running the show and how it's so important that that your puppies understand that you make all the sort of big decisions decisions then we'll have a look at topic two summary of the solution so i'll basically go through the solution quite quickly or quite early on in this audio basically explaining it's a very simple solution and it's probably very different from what you're actually um, naturally been taught to do if you've been to puppy training you've probably been taught almost the opposite of this you know all that screaming and shouting when your puppy bites you and sticking your hands in their mouth so you get um, so they get used to your biting gently i don't agree with that stuff and i'm going to give you another method another approach which i think is far better it'll make far much more sense to both you and your puppy and uh, and i'll also explain why so much of this is about your puppy understanding that you make the decisions and i'll actually explain how they actually know that you don't want them to bite you most puppies know exactly what they're doing and they're having a bit of a laugh. So I'll uh, touch on that. Oh, and then we'll go on to why it's going so wrong. And there's, a, there's a number of reasons why it'll be going wrong, a few little ones, and there's one really big one. So I'll give you a whole load of tips and tricks as to what's going on, how to stop it, why it's going so wrong, and then how to set yourself up long-term to win. So this is not just with mouthing and biting, but this is about understanding how you can win your dog's mind and that's going to help them be a far calmer more relaxed puppy with all the other behavioral issues that you may be experiencing now or you may experience later on then i'm going to have a look at some questions and uh, and answer some questions which i sent out an email or uh, did a facebook post a while ago saying hey if you've got any questions on mouthing and biting please write them down send them in and i'm going to cover all of those off in the, our fourth uh, section and then lastly i'm going to get show you basically where you can get a whole load more information because i know some of you are going to want a ton more information on mouthing and biting and i'll show you where you can get that i'll show you where you can get a hold of videos on this sort of stuff and um, you can really take it to the next level so uh, yeah all of that coming up exciting stuff so first of all a general a general overview i think I was originally going to make this podcast just for mouthing and biting puppies. But what I realized as I was doing it was it doesn't actually matter how old your puppy or your dog is. It's the same approach. So everything I'm going to be covering off today applies whether you've got an eight-week-old puppy, a 16-week-old puppy, or a one-and-a-half-year-old dog. 
or an even older dog, of course you're going to give the little puppies a lot more tolerance. You're going to give them more of a chance than the older dogs because they're smarter, they're wiser, their brains are more developed. However, it's the same concepts, principles, and training that's going to apply, and you can put it all in place. So it doesn't matter how old your dog is, how badly they're mouthing or biting, stay tuned because it's really going to help. And the first thing we wanted to touch on was basically how it works in the wild, that it's very normal for puppies to mouth. If you look at it in the wild, if you look at the wolf pack in the wild, if you look at those little puppies or you look at the African dogs or you look at a pack of dogs wandering around in the wild, um, when you when you have a, a, a dog give birth to a, 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 some little puppies, you'll see they all mouth each other. They're all mouthing and learning what's acceptable, what's not. So that's how it works in the wild. Dogs, effectively, they don't have any hands. They have four paws. They have four legs. At the end of those legs, they have paws, and all four paws are on the ground. So they don't have two hands free like we do to sort of interact, say hello, and to get to know each other. They have their mouth, which does the sniffing. Of course, it does other things, the eating and the you know nipping and mouthing. But that's why they've got their, they use their mouths an awful lot more than we do. So when they're interacting, they use their mouths. But what we want to do is basically train them not to use their mouths on us. I have a bit of a, you know, a rule that, you know, if two dogs are happy play, playing with each other, mouthing and biting at a, a youngish age, that's perfectly acceptable. It's very normal. And my two boys who play, or my dogs who play together, they play very nicely um, mouthing each other very gently. So that's for me, that's acceptable behavior. They love it. They've been doing it for ages and they get on very well. However, we want to train our dogs, our puppies, not to touch our skin or our clothes at all. That's the rule. So what I would suggest is that we want to be encouraging them from day one not to mouth or bite, bite us. And this is where straight away, you, some of you are probably thinking, well, hang on, I was taught at puppy training that you should encourage your puppy to mouth you or bite you. And I have to disagree that this is the best approach. I think it's, it's silly to encourage a puppy to do something like mouth you, to bite your fingers, when you're going to later on not want them to do that. I mean, why would you train them to do something you don't want them to do? It's like training a child to do something that later on you're never going to want them to do. If you can avoid it, if there's a, another way of doing it, I would choose that approach. And so from the word go, I'd always be encouraging them to mouth their toys and play rough with their toys and bite their toys hard. And they can learn how to develop a soft bite with other puppies and other dogs that they meet. But you don't really want them doing it with you. You don't want them training on your fingers and encouraging them to bite your fingers. In fact, you know, I've, had a, I've worked with a lot of dogs. I've got uh, four or five dogs here at the minute. They're all my dogs, and, you know, I know whether they bite. They don't bite at all. And none of them were encouraged to sort of mouth us as uh, puppies. They didn't need to mouth us as puppies to learn whether or not they were biting hard. It's like a child, a young baby, doesn't really need to bite other children aged two or three to learn what a big bite is. That's not needed at all. Children, as they grow up, very quickly know whether they're biting hard or soft. And it's best just to train your child not to bite other children at all. And that's how you want it with your puppy. Encourage them not to bite humans from day one. So I'll go through how you can do that next. But uh, another quick, quick point is in the wild, the pack leaders, the alpha male or the alpha female, they will step in when things get too rough. And all I'm trying to point out here is there in the wild, you know, if you know my method of dog training, you'll know I firmly believe there are leaders and there are followers in this pack. 
And you as the humans need to be the leaders, the ones that are able to step in and put an end to things when it gets silly, when it gets too rough. And and that's where it's so important. I'm just pointing this out now at the beginning. So important that your dog does respect you, your puppy respects you, even at this early age. Because if they don't, so many of these um, the tips and techniques and tricks, you'll struggle. Because if your puppy doesn't respect you, then that's that sort of foundation that you need to get in place first. So just a little word of warning there. Okay, let's get on with topic two, a summary of the solution. The first thing you need to do is remember to set your puppy up to win. It's important to have all these toys, that chew toys, things that they are allowed to mouth and bite and destroy and chew. And it's especially important that you have different textures lying around for them. It's no good having really hard, lots of hard things that they really aren't interested in. Um, you need to understand it from their point of view that if they're a puppy, and they've got these tiny little teeth. They're going to be wanting soft things. Most puppies who are aged 10, 12, 14 weeks are wanting things like tea cloths, face cloths, dish cloths, um, things with tassels on, very soft textures, egg boxes, that sort of stuff. Sure, some of the bigger dogs and uh, real tough little dogs may want some hard plastic and rubber stuff. But just make sure you've got a real variety for them and you're giving them all of those things and saying these are the things you are allowed to mouth and bite. And the second thing is when you call your puppy, here's the, remember, this is how to set it up correctly. You call your puppy and you immediately have already have a toy in your hand, which you can put in your puppy's mouth. Because if you don't do this and you pick your puppy up, they're immediately going to start showing you affection when you start cuddling them. And if you're cuddling them and patting them with your hands, all they're going to do is turn their head around and try and mouth or bite you. And that's because you haven't given them something to mouth and bite. You need to redirect them onto something and uh, set them up to win in that way. They're not being naughty, especially when they're so young. You know, 8, 10, 12, 14 weeks old, you need to have those toys all ready and pop them in their mouth as soon as you call them. You calmly repeat this a few times. So, you know, two, three, four times if they're very, very young. If they keep mouthing you, you could either put them on the ground if they're very young or if they're older or they keep doing it, you put them in timeout. So timeout is where you just pick them up very calmly, walk to the bathroom or the toilet, and put them in there. And it's about doing it calmly. It's not about screaming and shouting and beating your chest. Now, of course, this how quickly you put them in timeout, how many times you repeat and give them another chance, all depends on how old your dog is, how uh, willful they're being, whether they're not sure of what you're asking for or uh, whether they're being deliberately naughty and challenging you. If you've got a, a 10-month-old dog who's deliberately biting you and jumping backwards and trying to grab your trouser leg, of course that's time to put them straight into timeout. But if you've got a 10-week-old puppy who's lying there with their eyes half shut, kind of opening and closing their mouth a bit like a gulping frog then, and they accidentally catch your finger, that's totally different. Set them up to win. Give them a chance. And this is where, before we move on again, the respect that your dog has for you is a huge contributing factor in how quickly your dog will respect you and stop doing this sort of monkey behavior, this naughty behavior. You know, if you're not the pack leader, your dog will challenge you for sure. You know, this is all about your dog trying to outwit you. As they get older, it's about their dog saying, I can invade your space. You're not smart enough. I can uh, wind you up get you frustrated, they are playing a game. If it feels like they're playing a game, then that's exactly what's happening. And it's twofold. One is you've got to put this training in place. The other bit, though, is you've got to understand how to win your dog's respect. Because, you know, I worked with a dog uh, 
I've worked with a lot of dogs, obviously, but there's one in particular I remember called Bruno, who he was such a little monkey. I mean, I walked in there and the, the family were terror, being terrorized. They're all climbing around on the, on the furniture. He was a little Jack Russell. He had a real mean bite on him. He had tiny little teeth. I think he was about 14 weeks old, something like that. But he still had those baby spiky teeth. And they were literally terrified for their life. They were trying all of this redirecting and he was just coming at them again and again. And a dear little girl, she was about three years old, she was walking around in large Wellington boots, and if they had their big boots on, they were okay, but uh, if, as soon as there was a chance for him to get flesh or skin or socks or uh, some tassels on clothes, he was ripping clothes, costing quite a bit of money, and they couldn't figure out what to do. So I turned up there, I applied this method, but what I'd also done is I'd clocked in as the pack leader. So I obviously I put him in time out a few times. He didn't respect me to start with. He, you know, bit me just like everybody else. He'd bitten everybody who turned up in the in the property, and uh, I had to put him in time out a couple of times. It must have taken about half an hour before he finally started to realize, okay, this guy's consistent. He's calm. He knows what he's doing. I'll leave him alone. And this dog Bruno totally left me. I'm talking. That was it for the rest of the consultation. Two and a half hours. He didn't touch me never dreamt of touching me with his teeth because he knew exactly what would happen. And, and that was partly because I'd trained him, but also because I'd become the pack leader. So he respected me. And the reason I know that is because it was absolutely amazing. With all the other behavioral issues which they had, from pulling on the lead to barking, jumping up, and a couple of other things like command training, like coming when called and sitting, he was absolutely perfect. And this was because I'd clocked in as the pack leader. I'd won his mind. He respected me and understood, you know, like a dog does, like a puppy does, there's a leader and a follower. And he was an incredibly smart puppy. And so when you win your dog's mind, so much of this makes sense to them. They're much happier. They start responding in all areas of sort of training. And uh, this little dog, Bruno, was no exception. He was brilliant after that. The people, the owners couldn't believe it. Okay, so that's a quick summary of the solution of what you should be doing. Now we'll move on to topic three, which is why it's going wrong. There's a few small reasons why it'll be going wrong. I say small, but they're all, they could really, really help you out. Each one of these could probably transform your, the situation that you're in. But there's also one very big reason. And uh, so I'll go through the small ones first. First of all, you're setting your puppy up to fail. So we've kind of touched on this, but just to reiterate, where you're going wrong is you're not calling your puppy with a toy in your hand, you're calling your puppy uh, without anything in your hand or your puppy's coming up to you and you're not trying to redirect them onto something. You have to redirect them onto a toy, at least to start with. You have to set them up to win and give them a chance. The other thing is that your dog or your puppy could be too hyper. They've got too much energy. Now, as with anything or any animal, if they've got too much energy, they have to get rid of it somewhere. So a lot of these puppies are sort of running around, mouthing, biting, because they've got nothing better to do. They can't see how else they can sort of drain the, their energy, tire themselves out. It's like a child who's just, you know, frustrated and got too much energy and needs to go for a run and they're stuck inside. They end up almost going looking for trouble, trying to wind somebody up to get a reaction, get a response. So you have to make sure you've exercised your puppy, given them all that attention and uh, tired them out a bit giving them some stimulation stuff to do the other area though is you need to understand how to switch your puppy off because i mean i say puppy but it's it's especially true with older dogs six months old eight months old if you feel like you've got a, a puppy who's really pretty hyper and go 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 and won't calm down you may have a much older dog at two years old who's doing the same thing 
and you're thinking, this isn't the sort of dog I wanted, this is, doesn't feel normal, the dog doesn't feel relaxed, then that's the hyper dog where you've got to learn to switch your puppy or your dog off so that they're relaxed. You know, I've got 120 kilos of dog lying around me right now. You wouldn't know because they're all just lying there, they're switched off, and they stay switched off until I turn them on. And that's the beauty of this method, that understanding that these dogs are far happier with you in charge. They relax, they're respectful, but uh, like I say, they're, they're more relaxed and, and quiet and disciplined and it's easy to train them is a real key part of it. And the best analogy I've got is this. If you think of uh, a dinner party where you're hosting a party for somebody and uh, you've got all these friends come around and, and you know, you're looking after them, you're giving them drinks and nibbles, drinks and nibbles, and everyone's shouting. Let's just say there's somebody who's the host who's called George. George and Mary. George, Mary, sit down, relax, come on. And George and Mary are running around, they're handing out nibbles and drinks and uh, and looking after everybody and everyone's saying, come and relax, come and sit down. But George and Mary are, you know, picking, often, well, you might be laughing, thinking, well, hang on, there's only one person actually looks after the visitors at our house and the other person sits and drinks a beer. But anyway, let's just pretend George and Mary are both doing it and they're picking up the cups and they're sweeping the kitchen floor. Next thing you know, they're you know tidying the kitchen away and cleaning up. They can't relax. The point is George and Mary can't relax because they feel that they're the pack leaders. They feel they're in charge. They're responsible. It's their home. And they've got to keep working, doing something until everybody goes. And then George and Mary sit down and go, oh, my goodness me, I'm exhausted. Now, the whole point is if George and Mary go to somebody else's house where they're not in charge, they'll relax and they'll just sit there far more happy and content because they're not in charge. And that's how it is for your dog, your puppy. When they're not in charge, they can switch off and relax a lot more. So this is more to do with having a hyperactive puppy or dog, but I'm just trying to point out that if you feel like you do have this sort of situation of a dog who just doesn't switch off, who's just go, 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 you need to become the pack leader. And then you'll have a dog who switches off. It's always so much easier to stop a calm puppy from mouthing or biting than a hyperactive little terrier. Or a little terror, I should say. Okay, let's have a look at the next uh, section on why it's going so wrong. Adding energy at the wrong time. If you're adding energy at the wrong time, it just gets worse and worse. What I mean by that is the typical sort of situation that most people will find themselves in is this. Your puppy's mouthing or biting your, your feet or your ankles, trying to hang on to your socks. And we've been taught to go, hey, shh, no, no bite, off. Stop that. Don't do that. So we add energy to this situation. Well, of course, your puppy is in a sort of excited, challenging sort of state of mind. They're trying to wind you up. And when you just fire back with more sort of energy, they get more excited. And then you get sort of more in a frenzied state yourself of shouting, hey, stop it. No. And you might have been told to tap the dog on the nose, tap the puppy on the nose, trying to stop them. Shout, you know, off in a very loud voice. And it doesn't work because your puppy thing gets even more fired up. And it's this sort of you know, cycle of things getting more and more excited. And of course, your puppy doesn't stop and calm down because you're doing the exact opposite yourself. But this is what we've been told to do. And of course, all that happens is it becomes a game. You know, your puppy's looking for attention. You know, remember, your puppy is not just trying to eat your socks. They're not trying to eat your flesh. They're, they're doing it because they're getting this huge response. So we can sort of turn everything around and give them no reaction, no response, be very, very calm. It's incredibly powerful. And that's where it does go so wrong because without meaning to, we're actually giving our puppies the very fuel, which is going to stoke that fire and keep the, keep the whole game going. The third area where it goes so wrong is that we don't have any consequences to the puppy's actions. In other words, there's no timeout. We all 
kind of shout at our puppies and tell them off. But then when it actually comes to standing up and walking to the bathroom, putting them in the bathroom and closing the door, most people can't be bothered to do that bit. And look, I know what it's like. You're sitting down, you're tired after a long day at work, you've got your favorite drink in your hand, you're watching the telly or you're on the um, the laptop or the iPad and uh, your puppy starts mouthing or biting. It's far easier just to shout, hey, stop it, knock it off. But that's not going to stop the problem. You need to follow through with consequences, just like with children, or they'll learn that there are no consequences. And all that happens is that puppy gets some attention. So remember consequences. Stay calm, redirect your puppy, give him a couple of chances, but then you do have to do the hard yards of standing up, walking over to the bathroom and popping them in there for a few minutes. Now, I said there'd be a few small areas where it's going wrong and one big area. The big area where it's going wrong is this. It's the respect area. It's making sure your puppy knows that you're the pack leader. And if you're wondering if your puppy is old enough to be starting to take control of you and being in charge and thinking that they're outwitting you, then if they're over eight weeks old, I'd absolutely say it because I've seen it. I've seen some dogs who are only eight, nine weeks old and they are absolutely the smartest little things. They're outwitting the humans. And I think one of the problems is we always assume that our little puppies are quite stupid. You know, they're not doing what we want. They're crazy little animals. We think all their behaviors are completely random and uh, they're not thought out. But actually, the puppies are sort of achieving half of their goals of winding you up, getting your attention, being chased. You know, sometimes for a puppy, any attention's better than no attention. So being chased and told off often ends up with them, them just getting a little tap on the nose and then a cuddle and we feel sorry for them. And uh, of course, that's not going to stop the behavior. So what I'm saying is this. You have to understand how to become the pack leader and gain your puppy's respect. And, you know, I show you people this inside my video website, which I'm going to go through with you in a minute, how you can get there. And uh, and it's so powerful. Five very simple rules for becoming the pack leader. They're like five little games that the, the dog is playing, that the puppies are playing. And when you gain that respect, everything you say and do will have far more impact. If you think of the wolves in the wild or the dogs in the wild, think of a the alpha female. She's lying there with all these little pups, jumping around, playing her, maybe mouthing her gently. She's incredibly tolerant. It's a thing of beauty. It's something we should all, you know, adhere to, you know, watch them and look at the tolerance and the patience that these mothers in nature actually have. You know, I wish I had the patience that some of these dogs have seen them. Even my bigger dog, she is so patient with the younger puppies that she goes and works with. It's incredible. However, when she decides enough is enough and a puppy bites her too much or she decides that's enough, she doesn't want them jumping on her or playing around her anymore, she tells them off. She growls, she, she might do an air snap or just go, or just a, sometimes it's just a, a look or a movement. And if they then challenge her when she's made that decision, boy, do they get it. She will come down like a ton of bricks. She doesn't hurt them, she doesn't bite them, but she really will say to them, hey, I'm not asking, I'm telling you, that's it. So what I'm saying is this, and, and the amazing thing is actually those puppies always react and go, yep, sorry, okay, because they respect her. And so what I'm saying is it's amazing how you can see puppies understand what they're being asked um, by these older dogs. And I've realized, yeah, they absolutely understand when I say to them, no more biting me. But if they don't respect you, they just come back at you. And so for most of you who are thinking, I've kind of tried a lot of this stuff. Where am I going wrong? The biggest area where you'll be going wrong is about gaining your puppy or your dog's respect. It's absolutely huge. And as I mentioned before, it's not just, doesn't just carry through in this area of mouthing and biting. It carries through into every area of your puppy's training, every area of your puppy's life. 
And if you get it right now, then it becomes so much easier because as your dog grows up and or your puppy grows up into a dog and challenges you even more, it's even more important that they're looking to you for the answers, for the solutions. So there you go. There's some of the things, some of the key things which will be going wrong and, uh, and what you can do to turn it around now. Section four, I said I'd answer some of your questions. So here's some questions which have come through a post which I made on Facebook a wee while ago. And the first one is from Mittens. And this is very much, I've put this in here because it very much summarizes sort of what you're asking me. It summarizes my response. It summarizes this podcast in many ways. It's from Mittens. It says, hi, it'd be great to know what to do when redirecting them with a toy doesn't work. My pup seems to be obsessed with hands and ankles and often with very high energy. Even when I pick him up with a chew toy ready, he goes for my hand or arm instead. Thanks, Doggy Dan. So this is great because it's it's exactly what I'm talking about. This is a lady who's got some of these pieces in place, some of the pieces of the jigsaw, as in she's got the toy ready. She's even got chew toys ready, and he's going for your hand or your arm instead. So the first thing I'm thinking is I bet there's a lot of noise, as in uh, you're making noises like, ow, don't do that. No, please don't. Much more energy than you want. So keep it much calmer. Stay almost silent. The second thing I'd like to point out is I almost guarantee this puppy knows what he's doing. He knows you're trying to offer him a chew toy. He knows that you're saying chew the chew toy or the toy. And he doesn't want it because he wants to wind you up. It's not that he doesn't understand what you're asking for. He's saying, I don't want to chew the chew toy. I want to bite your arm because it's more fun. It's a game. I get a great response. So two things or three things. Stay very quiet. And then secondly, uh, just put him straight in timeout. So I think it's only two things actually, isn't it? Yeah. Stay calm when you're doing it and put your puppy in timeout. He needs consequences. It's not that he doesn't understand what he's doing. He's in total control. And uh, to be honest, it's one of those ones where it's just tough love. Put the training in place. But it is a, a respect thing. The more he respects you again, the less he's going to do it. So if you put him in timeout and he comes back and bites you, then that's where, yeah, he's not respecting you at all. Remember what I said about my dog when she tells the dogs off and disciplines them? Boy, do they respect her. And when you win the respect of your puppy, they will stop biting you. Okay, next question is from Helena Russell. I know with young pups it's a way of exploring, etc., but why do six-month-old pups do it, and how do you stop them? So, of course, the way you stop a six-month-old pup is the same as you, where you stop a sort of a 16-week-old pup or a, a one-year-old dog. How do you, uh, why are they doing it, though? It's simply because if you don't stop them, they keep doing it because it's fun. You know, they're, they're kind of, they have, they're getting what they want out of it, which is a bit of attention. They're probably getting a, a little bit of a game being played. They're being told off and then they're probably being, you know, cuddled and all the rest of it. Uh, but also when they're allowed to mouth you and bite you and invade your space, this is the pack leader stuff. This is where without realizing it, they're effectively dominating you. They know the game. They know the rules. It's just like, you know, if you know, you're not allowed to go up to your boss, put your arm around them, ruffle the hair on a Monday morning and say, Hey, how are you doing boss? You're not allowed to invade space like that, if you're, especially if you're not the pack leader. And so when your dog's doing it, they're having a bit of a laugh because they're basically saying, I can do what I want. I come up and invade your space and grab you and uh, wind you up. So this is all part of understanding dog psyche, dog psychology. So it's sort of inbred in them to keep pushing the boundaries to see if you're smart enough, and clever enough to outwit them. And that's where the simple training can be enough, but you also often need to become that pack leader.
Okay, next question. Alicia Tay. I've got a 16-week-old beardy cross, and he's biting my hands whenever I try to put his collar on or take his lead off. I tried growling, saying no firmly, squealing, grabbing his mouth shut, but he still thinks it's all a game. What can I do? So, yeah, another good example of how that sort of very forceful, confrontational approach is not not what I would suggest. I don't think it's the best approach. Fighting fire with fire is is not the way to go. Screaming, squealing, all that sort of stuff, grabbing the mouth and shutting it tight, especially if you've got a full-on dog. They'll just love that. They'll lap it up and come at you back even harder. So what I'd, uh, what I'd suggest is, yeah, very calm, put them in timeout. Um, but this grabbing the collar and being a t- taker's lead off, that comes from if your dog thinks they're in charge, they will start protecting their space. Just like I'm saying, as you as the pack leader should be able to protect yours, your dog is doing the same thing back to you. Just like your boss, they will protect their space. They don't let people come in and throw their arms around them on a Monday morning. They protect their space. It's not very respectful to invade space. So if your puppy is doing it, that's what's happening. And if they're then protecting theirs, you better watch out. You better become the pack leader because that's what's happening. You become the pack leader, your 16-week-old puppy will be far more tolerant of you taking the collar on, taking the lead on or off, all that sort of stuff. At the minute, they're starting to lay down the law and telling you what's acceptable and what's not acceptable, which which isn't great news for a 16-week-old pup. You can turn it around, don't worry, but you should get onto it. And that's where these five golden rules, these five games of becoming the pack leader, you want to get those in place. I'll talk about where you can get them in a second. Let's do one more question. Okay, the last question is from Huyi Yan. My Shiba is 6.5 months old. He always bites us when we're trying to touch him, especially the head part. So it's just another example of how dogs who think they're in charge won't let you invade their space. They're telling you what the rules are. They're telling you to back off. And if you put the pack leader stuff in place, you'll have a far more tolerant dog. So the thing is about the pack leader, when, when, when your dogs relax, and know you're in charge, they're far more tolerant. So they're not so bitey. They're not so hyper. They're more responsive to training. They're calmer. They'll listen to what you want. So, yeah, that sort of issue will just disappear all on its own. Okay. The fifth section, as I said, was all about me. As I said at the beginning, I I tell you where you can get a load more information about mouthing, biting, all this sort of stuff. So if you go to my video website, theonlinedogtrainer.com, www dot the online dog trainer dot com then you'll find a whole dog training puppy training solution for and loads of loads of information on just mouthing and biting but also loads of other issues so every behavioral issue to do with puppy training jumping up mouthing biting uh, toilet training pulling on the leash command training it's all included and of course all the the other behavioral issues with bigger dogs you know dog aggression all that sort of stuff it's all included and there's you know, the great thing is there's about 300 videos. So whilst it's good listening to an audio or podcast, there's nothing quite as powerful as watching a video of me actually working with a puppy, me actually working and showing you how to do timeout, and you can see how this puppy changes. And there's not just one puppy in the site. There's loads of different dogs that I've been working with puppies at different stages with different personalities and characters. And so you can see the sort of different situation which best suits and matches your situation. And you can say, yep, that's what my puppy's doing. You can watch me turning it around and you'll get a real good understanding of uh, of uh, what you need to do, how you can have this amazing puppy or an amazing dog. Of course, as well, included in the site is how to become the pack leader, that foundation which I've continually touched on. Because to be honest, what I've realized over the years is that's the missing piece of the puzzle. This training is all well and good, but it's it's pretty simple stuff. If it's not working, 
Really, it's about being the pack leader. Get that bit right, and then everything else falls into place. Now, if you have got a puppy, I should just mention very quickly that there's a pretty amazing project inside the site called Project Moses, and that's basically, over the last year or so, I've videoed the raising of my little puppy Moses from eight weeks of age. So everything from eight weeks of age, whether it was toilet training, mouthing, jumping, bite, all this sort of stuff, I videoed it, how to get him to do the most amazing sit, stay, walking on leash, and it's all included in the site. And you can gain access to the entire site for just $1. So I've set it up so you can get access trial aside for a dollar for three days so you can have a look at all these videos get on board and go wow you know what that's what i'm looking for and you can really enjoy the site and then decide if you want to stay on and if you stay on absolutely great you can become a member and pay a monthly fee you can cancel at any time however if you just want to get in for three days for a dollar then please be my guest love to have you on board and uh, yeah you'll have a different dog a different puppy especially if you start to put those five golden rules in place of uh, becoming the pack leader well that just about wraps it up remember the notes for the show can be found at doggydan.com forward slash how to stop mouthing and biting it's been a real pleasure putting this together i have really enjoyed it i've especially enjoyed answering some of the questions from facebook i've really enjoyed that and there's so many more questions i haven't had time to answer so what I'll do is I'll answer all of those questions and I'll put them all inside an audio and that audio I'm going to pop straight inside the membership site. So that's another thing. There's, there's loads of audios about all sorts of different topics. So it's just a massive amount of information and uh, help inside the site. And you can also ask me questions when you remember about your puppy and uh, so we can tailor it to your specific situation. Okay, well, look, the, oh, the other thing is, of course, there's upcoming shows. If, you, if you're happy with this and you've enjoyed it, please do support us, rate the site, give us a click, subscribe, then you'll know when new podcasts are coming through. There's uh, loads of great stuff to look forward to. But, of course, if you're looking for help right now, today, you want to get access to absolutely everything immediately, including all those videos, then becoming the pack leader, raising the perfect puppy, go to the online dogtrainer.com. You'll find what you're looking for there. Okay, have a great day. I'm Doggy Dan. Thank you for listening. And as always, love your dog. You've been listening to another episode of the Doggy Dan Podcast Show, bringing you one step closer to creating harmony with your dog. Dog.